You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the latest episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He's Big Chris Newton. We come at you every Wednesday talking all things Buffalo Bills. And, oof. So, it's interesting what we have going on here. Because the thing that you folks don't know is me and Big Newt have this conversation all the time. I say, hey, what do you want to talk about? And he says, the game. And I say, no, man, we're not a reaction podcast. We are released on Wednesdays, and people are already tired of hearing about last week's game. We've got to come up with a different angle. Well, <laughs> Newt, what's happening this time? Yeah, we, we're, we're recording this on Sunday night, a couple hours after the game. I was up here trying to uh, listen to the Chopin and Bulldog post game, but I think the audio got messed up or something, so it went out on me. I don't know if that was technical difficulties on their part or my part. And then I just started watching 60 Minutes, man, and I'm on my phone. I'm on a, a Facebook uh, page to uh, watch the D.C. Buffalo Bills backers and listening to all the uh, fans go at each other next, man. Some people think name-calling isn't cool, and if you're real fans, you won't talk about the team. And if you're not going to support our team under all costs, then jump off the bandwagon. So that's the only inter- entertainment I'm getting. You know, when I was a kid and I would start seeing the 60 Minutes advertisements and you'd hear that stopwatch going that was my cue that my weekend was over and i had to like get ready for school the next day and i would just get this flood of anxiety why you didn't like school nah i didn't really like school i didn't do well at school i never did my homework so my anxiety was flushed because I'm always like, oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble and I'm going to get detention again. And instead of just doing my work, I made life more difficult on myself. Oh, I got you. I know there's a lot of people like that lately, man. I, I don't know, man. Me and my friends, we love school. Like my senior year, man, my senior year, I missed one day and that was senior skip day. Nah. That's it. Like if you miss school, you like our school was so live that. If you missed school, you probably missed out on something. Like you were also go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. You were also Mister Popularity. Like let's let's get this straight. I didn't have any friends. You were friends with the entire school. You were the homecoming (laughs) king. You dated all the prettiest girls. You were the best athlete. I mean, (laughs) dude, you had the world by the balls when you were in college. That please, was not my experience. Please don't make me sound like the guy that topped off in high school, man. But yes, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. But yeah, uh, so we we didn't want to miss out, man. It was so great, man. Be young and oh, running around and oh, no responsibilities. Just like you said, all the responsibility you have is do your homework and stuff. So man. Oh, didn't have bills, didn't have kids. 
So, so riddle me this. Didn't have a, didn't have a gut. <laughs> <laughs> Times were so good. Why is it that I didn't have a social life yet? I still didn't study. That doesn't make any sense. Because you were doing other things. No, I wasn't. I was watching TV. That's that. And that's what I'm saying. You were watching TV. Whenever yeah. my my cousin who was a doctor in Milwaukee, she told me my freshman year, whenever you're not studying, you're partying. Because I'm like, man, I don't party that much. I don't go out. She's like, no, 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 no. Whenever you're not studying, you're partying. So that could be you playing ping pong in the student union, playing spades. That could be uh, you watching TV or playing Tecmo Bowl back in the 90s. All that's considered partying. Whenever you're not, mm. whenever you're not studying, you're partying. So, yes, you watched it. I'm sure you watched a ton of TV. Ton of TV. Yeah. So yeah. I get you, man. And I read my Sports Illustrated magazines in the sports section in the Democrat and Chronicle. Yes. And that was, yeah, that, I was that was big life. on the Sports Illustrated. I was big on the USA Today. Oh, yeah. Sports mm-hmm. section, man. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. So the Buffalo Bills lost a heartbreaker in overtime to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we said at the beginning of the season, the Bills are not winning this game. And then the Bills got into this game, and they should have won it. Yeah. And boy, is that frustrating. It's very frustrating. And once again, man, you listen to our show. We've been on three years, going on three and a half years. We very rarely talk about the referees, man. And... And, and like I said, go ahead and go on the messages, man. People saying it's rigged and all, and I, I'm it's, it's like wrestling. I I just, dude, the call right in front of the ref, the horse collar, and I'm like, oh, they're gonna throw the flag, and they threw the flag and said it was intentional grounding. But then you mm-hmm. look at the replay, and Davis was right there, and mm-hmm. I'm like, so how do you see that there's no receiver, but you don't see that horse collar? We had 10 penalties going for almost 100 yards. Now, some of them were legit, okay? The one with Ed uh, Oliver, the hands to the face, okay, I could deal with that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them were legit. The headlock that uh, Deion Dawkins had, you know, on, on his well, guy he was well, supposedly blocking. Well, hold on. Let's talk about that. Are you talking about the one against Jordan Davis where he pulled him down? Because no. Jordan Davis led with his head. And so uh, Dawkins just pulled him down. They called that holding. That happens on every play. So, yeah, no, not that play. Okay. All right. I'm about to say that. That was a horrible call. Yeah, And then what about – but what about – okay, but then it's like the first half. You call all these ticky-tack ones on us. What about when Diggs got held? And they didn't call that. They didn't throw a flag on that. He clearly got held on – I think it was in the third quarter. It was the third and long. And they the didn't refs, call that. The refs had a bad day. The refs had a, 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 no, a bad day didn't. when it came That's to when I'll it came to it the Buffalo Bills. The Bills had a or the the refs had a bad. But my thing is, here's what I say about refs have a bad day. A ref will have a bad day both ways. Now, granted, we got a bunch of calls against us. I can only remember one when Josh Allen got the uh when he got the uh, rough of the passer, he was acting a little bit. But, shoot, you got 10, 10 penalties against us 100 yards. You got to give us something. I was happy to take that. Yeah, he was acting. I give you that. But bad refing goes both ways. And it was, too, to me, it was just too many calls going against us. Dude, we had like four in the, in the first quarter. It was like four in a row. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, y'all get a first round? Nah, we're going to throw a fight. Bro, and I tweeted this out. I forgot all about this. Dude, how did we get a penalty while I was doing commercial? When it was the kickoff, do you remember when it was a kickoff and we got the ball at the 20? We come back, the ball's on the daggum five-yard line. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Oh, while we was at commercial break, Spectre got a, Spectre got a holding call on the kickoff return. And we never saw it. I was mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me now? So when people say things are rigged, it just come on, dude. That that's all I'm saying. You got a call during a commercial. That's like Craig. Craig said it on Friday. How you get fired on your day off? <laughs> I tweeted that. <laughs> are the refs the Bills? Are the refs the reason the Bills lost? <sighs> we had our opportunity. We had what I will say is without all the Regis calls, we would have been up twenty to seven. Maybe it wouldn't have been a game. But that first half, I can't help but to think that they kept them in the game for that collapse to happen. We collapsed. I'm not going to argue that. I, I, I won't do that. But that game shouldn't have been close the first half. We should have went in halftime up 20, 20 something to whatever. Versus a three-point or a ten-point game. That's what I will say. I'm not going to blame it totally on the refs, but at the same time, too, when people say it's rigged, just watch the game. Just watch it. And it it felt like wrestling. That's all. But I'm not going to blame it all. We had our opportunities, though. I posted a poll on Twitter. said the biggest reason the, the Bills lost was, and the three choices are the refs, coaching, poor execution. At this point, and I mean, this is only an hour and a half ago that I I posted this. We've had 4,000 people vote on it. 55% say the coaching is the reason the Bills lost. 29% say the refs. 16% say poor execution. The refs are field goals, and they're not the reason uh, that James Cook dropped a surefire touchdown pass. Those are the 10 points that win you the game in regulation. The coaching, the refs don't matter if you just freaking execute. Then that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair outlook, man. And and we say this all the time on the show. You have to take the refs out of the game. You're the Buffalo Bills. You don't get calls. You have to be better than the other team and the refs. And the Bills were not today because they, they allowed the Eagles to stay in the game when they should have had an additional 10 points. The Bills should have put up 44 points in this game. I agree. And they didn't do it. And if the Bills put up 44 points, the Eagles have no prayer. I agree. That's that's totally fair. That's fair. And especially okay. and then the David at the end, the uh, the pass to Davis when he turned the wrong way, he ran the uh he ran deep out and then, you know, and Josh threw it inside. Josh Allen was was inside, and I got to be honest with you, I think Davis ran the right route. Yeah, there was like if he need if he needed to cut to the inside, he had to run through the defender. That's a much tougher route than Mm -hmm. breaking to the outside. Breaking to the outside, and they blitzed that. If you go back and look at it, please do because it was on regular TV. If y'all recorded like me, go back and look at that play, man. They blitzed. Philly blitz. And I and that's one of the things I think was positive about that. I think the O-line played well against a mm-hmm. very good defensive front in the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they held up for the most part. 
Yeah, right? they did. And then I remember a throw. It was one throw in the third quarter. Because I'm telling Jalen the whole time, man, Josh Allen need to stand in there and make the throw. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it was some in the first half. I remember he tried to throw a, a screen pass. He threw it over uh, – uh, Shakira's head, I believe. I believe that yeah. was Shakira. And mm-hmm. it's just like he felt like the rush was coming. He just turned and threw it. And I'm like, dude, you didn't have to rush that throw. Like, you like you know what I'm saying? You weren't under duress. But in the third quarter, he did stay in there. And he threw a dime to, uh, I think that was Davis. Mm-hmm. And he stood in there and he took it. I was like, oh, that's, that's what you need to do more often. I'm not yeah. going to get on Josh Allen this game. He, I feel like he played well. You know, he Jackson, did play well. He, he played well. He had almost 400, 400 some yards of offense, three touchdowns, two on the, or four touchdowns, right? Two uh-huh. on the ground, two in the air. Mm-hmm. All right, four touchdowns, 400 yards, and he had a pick. Okay, I can live with that pick, whatever. He yeah, the, played, the pick uh, wasn't great, but whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is all you asked for. So I'm not going to get on Josh Allen. And we put up 30-some points. We put up 34 points. Um, But you're right. I'm I'm, you're totally 100% right. Execution was part of it. Um, and then when uh, what's the name dropped that pass and he got in the doghouse a little bit again, which I don't like, James Cook. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, Latavius Murray and Ty Johnson were running hard. Well, I think that James Cook got, initially got into the doghouse when he ran out of bounds a yard shy of the first of down. The first down. Yeah, uh, on on that opening or second series, instead of putting his head down and trying to push his way through, you could see that he got yelled at as soon as he went over to the sideline because we were all here. I watched it with five people, and we were all, "What the hell was that? Right? Why? Why are you wimping out on that play?" Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that there's no moral victories, right? But. This Bills offense looks very interesting to me because they're playing with a rhythm that they hadn't previously. The way Josh Allen gets rid of the ball quickly, he he's very decisive these days about where he's going to go with the ball. I like the way the offense looks. I still hate the fact that you know by their formation every time they're going to run the ball. Right. I did like the second half where we went more under center I felt like we were trying to run the ball yep. out of the shotgun, and they were just blowing that up. Yep. All right, but we went under. I love that adjustment. I just wish we would have kept doing that. Like, the drive that kind of put the game away, we did it, we did it, and then the next time we kind of didn't do it. We went back to uh, shotgun, which I did not like. Um, With you. But we, we ran the ball effectively, man. And uh, what's the name was gushing over it. You know, uh, Tony Roman was gushing over it. Um this one's tough. And I just think how fans feel is totally circumstantial. And what I mean is, and I'm going to keep harping on this, I guess, throughout the rest of the year. If you don't lose to Denver, who Denver, I think, won four or five in a row now. Mm-hmm. But if you don't lose to Denver in that game, you don't lose to the Jets, you don't lose to New England, and you play this game, we're not mad. But see, right. but see, now we have no room of error. So you kind of got to win these games. So it's like you can't just look at this game as a standalone. Right. You know, we Good needed point. this game. This this game had every opportunity. If we would have won, we would have been in the playoffs. 
And it was there because Philly, it was a bad day. Philly, uh, the I, you could really see it the first half. Jalen Hurts was like damn near limping. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't playing well. Second half, I feel like he turned it up. Mm-hmm. You know, but we had a great, great uh, game plan. Everything was working. This was our game to win. So it's like you blow this one against a good team and a wonderful opportunity to get back in the playoff picture, but then you got those other three games. So that's one thing I can say about NFL, man. You get what you deserve. It ain't like it ain't like college basketball where you're one of the, the 70th team to get left out, you know, the guys on the bubble and yeah. stuff. No, in the NFL, you get what you deserve. We don't make it. If we don't make the playoffs, it's totally our fault. Because <laughs> we could go look at those three games, and the Bills have lost six games on the season now with a six and six record, and six of their games they've lost by six points or less. Yes. Oh wow! The Bills are getting very close, and in three of those games, the defense didn't do their jobs at the end. Are you still making excuses for the defense? And and by excuses, like okay, you're saying that, that sounds really you're negative. Saying, yeah, you're not saying excuses. Are am I still sticking up for the defense? Yeah, that's a better way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, yes, I am. I'm gonna still stick up for the defense because, Do like tell. you said, because like you you just said it. <laughs> you said it ten minutes ago. Why did we lose this game? Okay, you went. You look at James Cook drop. That was a touchdown. You look at special teams. We missed two field goals. And that was really glaring because their kicker hit it like a 60-yard field goal, Yeah, right? We missed two that we should have hit. So mm-hmm. you have those. Then Gabe Davis at the end. If Josh Allen would have just took his time and threw the ball, even if he ran the wrong route, just take another second and you hit him, he wide open. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So – those are things that can easily be fixed. And once again, I'm not going. I'm I'm trying not my best not to put it on Josh. Josh Allen was Superman today, but mm-hmm. you got to make. It's too many things where you got to make that play, and now you look at the defense, and I get it. Defense gave up 37 points, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, the last touchdown in overtime that was horrible. That was freaking hard. I think that was Poirier. He whiffed on him. I mean, I was like, boy, what are you doing? But at that point, it's like, okay, man, it, it's it's over. We don't deserve it. Whatever. All right? But once again, we have too many injuries. Like, we would have to play like that four more times for me to great blame the defense, hmm. in my opinion. All right. Because we have too many injuries. Like, you mm-hmm. got to take that into account. Right? I mean, maybe that's how I look at it. Maybe people are going to look at me. Maybe I'm just an offensive Josh Allen basher. Um, but I, like I said, the offense played well today. They just knew uh, – uh, Philly just made a few more plays than we did. You know, and this that's what game, good teams do. That's what good teams really do. It really only came down to a couple of plays. And, and that's – such is life in the NFL, right? Yeah. That's what good teams do. That's why you got to keep that, your foot on their neck. That's why I'm going back to blaming the refs. We should have been up 20-some points. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't. They they called whatever, kept it close. And then once you keep it close, good teams going to take advantage. And we don't. Mm-hmm. Some of it's coaching. We all we all can agree. And like, 
like I said, I was listening to the post game with Shope and the Bulldog, and they was like, yeah, McDermott need to go. And I was quite surprised. So then that callers calling in were like, well, I've been saying and I love that. I love when people keep receipts and bring people to the carpet. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I've been saying that. <laughs> That's what callers are calling in. And they just had to eat it. But people want to hear what they want to hear when they want to hear it. So I understand that. But people – the Bulldog. Yeah, Soap and Dude's like, he got to go. I'm tired of it. I'm tired wow. of it. That's why I wish hopefully they uh, the audio comes back up later because I'm really interested in hearing what uh, everything they said about that. I did hear that part before it went out. And so, uh, and like I said, I was reading on the Facebook page, Buffalo Bills backers uh, Facebook page of D.C. And, uh, you know, our President Gray was like, hey, look here, man, no name calling. We're all Bills fans here. We're all disappointed. But I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? Jared was on there. He's pissed off, and I love to hear him. Rant. That's the positive thing of when we lose, man. It's entertaining. It makes me laugh because, like I said, I was, I'm was i not pissed. I'm not pissed because I've seen this coming, and I am oh, relieved. Yeah. I'm going to be totally honest with you because y'all are my family. I'm going to be honest with you. I just feel relieved I didn't drive my butt all the way up there and sit in the rain and pay all that <laughs> money for them tickets. I ain't lying. I'm like, woo, I dodged a bullet with that one. <laughs> you know, and I'm not making. We fun all of talked about that. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I, hey, if y'all went to the game and y'all, hey, I get it. But that's I'm glad because if I would have spent all that money, because those tickets were expensive, mm-hmm. right? Like I went on like right before kickoff. You could like ten minutes before kickoff, and you could have got a ticket down in a hundred, like right behind the Bills bench, uh, Forty fifty yard line tickets for one hundred thirty dollars. That's only because it was raining and people probably just wanted to get rid of them in the twelfth hour. Mm-hmm. But and I would have done that. Like if I would have went to the game and then went on my phone saw that I would have did it then because that's reasonable. But those tickets were like two hundred fifty dollars up in nosebleed seats, you know. And then oh. sit out in the rain and cold and then have that happen and then I got to drive all the way back to Richmond and go to work in the morning. Oh, I would have been pissed. Oh, oh that I hurts. Been pissed. Oh, I would have yeah. been livid. Livid. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been livid. So, yeah. But once again, if you went to the game, hey, I feel you. But no, nah, if I would have had to make the drive we lost, I would have been upset. So Yeah, you know, the thing that the thing that is the biggest bummer about losing this game to the Eagles that they should have had in hand is that now they're mulligan. For the rest of the year is gone, and they probably have to win out. Yeah. That's a tough place to be. Yeah. They might, they might be able to absorb one more loss, but it absolutely cannot be in the AFC. Yeah, and even at this point, I don't know. So here, here's my thought on the rest of the season, though. Josh Allen looked lost for a very large portion of the season. And you can say with some certainty that people were in his head and he wasn't playing like himself. Agreed. I think that there needs to be a deep programming process. I wonder if it needs to be a full off season for him to be fully deprogrammed. He's obviously playing better. One of the things that he's doing though, is he's running a lot of single read plays. That's only going to take you so far. I'm wondering if they just need to regroup next year, figure out what went wrong with the messaging to Josh Allen and let him go back to being himself. Well, what are your thoughts on that? 
and I, I can see that. I see where you're coming from. I'm like today. I enjoy, and, and I know you said no moral victories, right? Yeah. I think at this point, you and I, and we might be killing ourselves because we want listeners to listen to us, but we always said we were going to be honest and shoot from the hill. I think it's over. You think so? Yeah. And so now, even we, even today, like I wanted to see Josh Allen play well. And that's why I guess I'm not as bad. Now, if he would have looked like poo and it would have looked the same, I think I would have been more concerned. Mm-hmm. I just once again, man, my bedrock has always been: if you got a quarterback that 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 is that dude, then you always got a chance. When you have a quarterback, let's just because my let me, let, before I answer your question, let me: do you agree with Schopen the Bulldog? Do you think it's time to get rid of McDermott? I don't think I'm on that. I don't think I'm on the bandwagon. I'm not either. Okay, because I I see where. McDermott has had his problems as a coach. Yes. And there were there were multiple instances in this game against Philly like wasting a timeout, like yes. not going trying to get downfield when you had 20 seconds on the clock at the end of the game. And I was going right. to bring that. Hold on, I'm going to stop you right there. I was going to touch on that. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Cuz I'm going to tell you what I think. I don't think they should have iced the kicker. I think that they should have, even though it's really sloppy out there, you have Josh Allen. So try to do something. If worst comes to worst, you take a sack. You take a sack, time runs out, oh, well, you tried. Okay. And I if, told- if, you have, if you have a turnover, it's probably going to be way downfield. Okay. And that's what I was about to say. I feel like and you know the type of person I am, man. We've known each other for going on 20 years now, right? Well, not twice 20, more 15. But I'm the type of person, I don't look at the things you say. I look at the things you do, right? And for mm-hmm. us, because even, like I said, Tony Romo, and I like Tony Romo. A lot of people don't like Tony Romo. Tony Romo, Tony Romo knows what the hell he talking about, mm-hmm. right? And so... When he mentioned it, he was like, well, the the Buffalo Bills has 20 seconds and a timeout. What are they going to do with it? Well, shoot, man, the Kansas City Chiefs, you see what they did to Buffalo in, what was that, 15 seconds, 13 seconds or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, we down the ball. And I knew we were going to down the ball. You know why? Why? Because I knew that Sean uh, McDermott was happy going in with what we had. I feel like I feel like he thinks it was instead of us scoring, it was more likely that he was going to turn the ball over. So that's why hmm. you sit on the ball. And people are going to be like, oh, you just shitting on – and I'm going to say it. I'm going to curse this one time. You just shitting on Josh Allen. No, I'm not. I'm not shitting on Josh Allen because I told you he played very well. But I'm telling you the truth. As somebody who played collegiately and had a cup of coffee in Arena Football League, you sit on the ball, that's letting you know that, hey, I'm happy where we are and I don't trust you. I feel like you're something bad's going to happen before good. Do you feel like that's a problem? Or I do you feel, feel like that's good coaching? No, I just feel like that's our situation. Okay. So I don't necessarily, I wouldn't say, because if that was, because let's be honest, and I know y'all don't like Patrick Mahomes and all that, but if that was Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they would have win. They take every opportunity. No doubt. Where we is, you know, we have Josh Allen, let's, you know, let's corral him. He's kind of like the Hulk and the Avengers, 
Like, yeah, Hulk smash. Okay, but you got to control him because if Hulk smash everything, he's going to, you know, tear everything up. That's how I think about Josh Allen. Hmm. If they, if you really had confidence in him, 20 seconds at a timeout is plenty of time to make a play. No, we went in, we sat on it, we went inside, let's, you know, okay, we're happy where we are. And he's always been like that. Because so at that I, point, you you only need to go 40 yards to be in field goal range. Yeah. I feel like he does that because he thinks that Josh Allen will mess up before he make a good play in that situation. Huh. I don't know. No, he, and you'll never admit it, but that's where I see it. You're concerned. Unless, he just, unless he's just because we don't have anything to compare with. Unless he's just so conservative by nature. Yeah. You know, but that's what I see in him. He's like, nope, we ain't taking no chances. Hmm. In my humble opinion. And it, and when you do that, that's when you're going to come up short. We, we keep coming up short. We keep losing close games. Now, one thing I will say is we all agree on his limitations as a coach and his decision making. That's well documented. We mm-hmm. all agree on that. Right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that ain't going to work when you play good teams, man. And and Philadelphia Eagles is a very good team. Very okay. well coached. Huh? So we did talk, uh, and, it, and you make great points. But the question is, do you fire him? Once again, I'm not ready to fire him, even with his limitations. Only way you're going to get – because you're going to keep asking me this question all year. Only way I'm firing is him if you guarantee me I'm getting somebody better. Like I would have to know that that person's better. How like could you you'd do have that? To, like you'd have to guarantee me we get Andy Reid. <laughs> you had to guarantee me somebody better. But if you if you tell me it's somebody who ain't never did it before or nothing, I'll just I'll just keep the person I got. Because I don't want to see us digress, mm-hmm. and I could I could put this in college terms. Nebraska fired, and I, we talked about this before, but this is what I be thinking: Nebraska fired Frank Solich at the ten win season, and they ain't seen ten, and they ain't seen seen ten wins since. But but uh, Georgia fired my boy. Um, not, they got Kirby Smart now, but. Uh, they fired, he, he used to be at Florida State. They fired him, and he had consecutive 10-win seasons. They hired Kirby Smart, now they got a dynasty down there. So it could go both ways. It's just me. I'm a conservative person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a swing for the fences person, just like in Notre Dame. A lot of us are Notre Dame fans. A lot of people want uh, Freeman fired. Dude, he got nine wins. We go to a bowl game, win that, that's 10. I'm not firing a 10-win coach. Unless, right. unless you you guarantee me somebody who you you got to give me Nick Saban or somebody. Mark Rick is who I was talking about in Georgia. Mark Rick, oh, right, 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 right. He was at Georgia, had consecutive ten win seasons. Got rid of him. Got Kirby Smart, who was in my grad classes down at Florida State. Good dude, right? And now he got a dynasty. They're gonna build a daggum statue of that kid. <laughs> so bringing bringing it back to Buffalo, I'm not ready to fire McDermott because I do know he knows defense. Does he make questionable calls? Yeah. Could we find somebody better? Perhaps. 
but I'm not willing to take that chance because I know we could easily go back to where we were 10 years ago, six years ago. That's not Andy, too long ago. Andy Reid coached in Philadelphia for 12 years. He won 10 or more games eight times. Mm-hmm. Went to the NFC Championship three times, Super Bowl once. And I ask Bills fans, could Andy Reid have been fired? Is Philadelphia better off having had someone else as their coach since 2013? What do you think? Let me ask you a a different question. Is Andy Reid a great coach? Andy Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. Okay. Yes. They had Uh, success in Philly. They just didn't win the big one under him. uh Uh-huh. And then he went to Kansas City and did it again. He went to Kansas City, eventually became Super Bowl champs after being on the job for six years. Yes. He has a dynasty. He has a dynasty. He does now, yeah. So, Philly, it worked out because they won. They did win. But they also had to eventually fire that coach. So, I I, I guess my point is, sometimes coaches coaches have situations where it it's not working out and everybody said oh andy reed's game management his decision making it's all terrible but you know he went he had 11 wins 11 wins 12 12 13 and then went 6 and 10 did they fire him no he bounced back with the 10 and 6 season Because I feel like when you've had enough success, you get a mulligan and you get a chance to get it right. And, oh, by the way, Terry Pagula just signed McDermott to an extension. Right. He's probably not going to give that money away. So do I want him fired? I don't care unless, like you, I can be guaranteed of someone better. I just don't know that it's realistic that Pagula is going to pull the plug. Yeah, well, yeah. That that's a different question now. Do you think Pagula's gonna do it? No. Ah, uh, okay. No. Yeah. He don't see like I feel like this is good enough for him. Ain't nothing in him that I see from him is like, ooh, I gotta win. Like, if this was Jerry Jones, probably. But he don't strike me as that kind of owner. Mm-hmm. He seems he seems incredibly loyal, you know. Hey, just don't, you know. Just don't do nothing crazy, you know. Mm. So, he, well, I mean, he probably learned his lesson with the Sabers. Yeah, I mean, the Sabers were terrible the majority of the time he's owned it, and the Bills have not been. And the difference is, he handed the keys over to Sean McDermott. Now, are we going to say, "Oh, McDermott's not the guy to get them over the hump"? Maybe that's true. Right? Maybe that's true. Or Maybe they just haven't pulled it all together yet because McDermott, like the players, has lessons to learn. Right. Like I said, like Freeman in Notre Dame, he's learning on the job. Mm -hmm. All right. I mean, what coach isn't? Right. Well, 
some have more experience than others. True. All right, but my thing is, like you said, with the mulligan, we can't fire that. To me, that would be wrong to fire him sit simply because look at all the injuries we have, mm-hmm. and like we already knew we have a hard schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, so do you fire him now? No, no, I don't think that'd be right. And I'm one of the oldest ones. Like all of us, I'm oldest. I only got a few more seasons left, and I don't feel like we should fire him <laughs> into this situation. So you younger people, y'all really shouldn't be saying nothing. You ain't went to half the stuff we done went through. So okay, well, that's interesting, though. That's I, I, it's interesting that we agree on this. Yes. Interesting that we agree on this. Um, I know that the rest of our Buffalo Rumblings crew uh, feels very differently from that, but I don't want to be someone who makes a knee-jerk reaction. People were calling for Marv Levy's head. Yeah. Would would have firing Marv Levy been a good move for the 90s Buffalo Bills? No, it wouldn't have been. Could someone else got us over the hump? Could Jimmy Johnson have got us over the hump? He wasn't available. I know. I'm just no. I'm just saying, like a great coach during that time. You know, maybe. Could uh, Coward got us over the hump? Was Coward early nineties? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was around think, in the nineties. Yeah, um, we know that. Um, uh, Marty Schottenheimer couldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> he had a good season. He never, Marty Schottenheimer. That's somebody we could talk about. because He's somebody who was always good. They was always competitive. He just couldn't get over the hump. Yeah, that's true. You know, you're right. That's a good one. I just think you're taking a chance. And I, I don't know. And once again, now history kind of scares me as a Buffalo fan. Because with my luck, I feel like we'll be like Nebraska. We'll get rid of McDermott. McDermott will go somewhere, win a Super Bowl, and we'll go back to being poo again. Yeah, well, it, and, <laughs> but at the same time, we what I don't like is the argument of, well, you can't let go of McDermott because it was bad before he got to Buffalo, and that that's that that's a fool's argument because one has nothing to do with the other. McDermott's performance now and in the future has nothing to do with the Bills' performance before he became a. Uh, before he became the Bills head coach, all that proves is that finding a good coach is not easy. Right. We agree on that, but he brought, but okay, the fact that we was pooped before him and he mm-hmm. brought us the respectability, doesn't that mean something? I th- yes. And that's why I think we're in a different up. place now. Like, like Brian Kelly left Notre Dame for LSU. He left when he mm-hmm. got there. We were poo, mm-hmm. and he made us, uh, you know, relevant again. So I think there is something to be said about that. However, you feel about McDermott, you got to admit that, you mm-hmm. know. So it's something to be said with that. That's all. All right. Well, I I think you make some very strong points here. And uh, though I don't agree 100% with all of them, I do not believe that you are an ignorant slut. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> so, but yeah, we got we got a bye week next week, and I need it. Yeah, how was I your Thanksgiving bye week? Oh, it was really good. You know, uh, we had five friends over to our place, and I made because we sort of agreed that none of us really like turkey all that much. Right. Uh, so I made a rib roast, and it's expensive. But, oh, my God, did that come out good? And there's really not all that much you need to do to make it great. Nice. So you had roast. Yep. Nice. Okay. The one thing I didn't realize when it comes to a roast is, like, when you drive by a dairy farm and you smell cows, like, that's what the roast smelled like when I first cut into it. I, I like, (laughs) cut it open. I'm like, woo, there might be something wrong here. I'm like, oh, no, that's just what it smells like. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How about you? It was good. My in-laws came in. My brother-in-law and his family came in. I haven't seen them in a long time. So, you know, we drank Gentleman's Jack and watched football and went to a brewery here in Richmond. So we got out a little bit. So it was cool. Cool being with family and stuff. Good stuff. And then watch, obviously, we just watched football yesterday and today. Um, I watched Squid Games. I don't know if you ever seen that before, but it's pretty good. So, yeah, yeah give it a look, see. So, all right. Yep. So we got a bye week, Bills fan. So, I mean, I know it's cold here in the you know East Coast, so cold mm-hmm. and wet. So if you get out, get out, and enjoy the weather before it gets too cold and the snow comes. So, all right, buddy. Well, thank you for making the time in the high-flung emotions of the post-game loss, but I hope by the time Wednesday gets here, people are uh, willing to listen. Hey, hey, let's go Buffalo. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com slash Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com slash flagship. This is a paid advertisement.